Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Kristen Clark. She's a career coach who helps people to discover that they can do something they love where they wake up every day and it's not work. Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amy. It's so nice to be here. Yes. So how did you become a career coach and specialize in the Clifton Strength Finders and do what you do today? So the short answer, Amy, is I got fired from corporate. Here's what led up to it, though. So I ran marketing departments for 20 plus years in corporate America. I was in the home security space. Through that time, I wanted that VP position, right? That was what I coveted. That's what I was gunning for. I got the VP position. And from that day forward, I hated my job. And I love working. I mean, I've always loved working. I started scooping ice cream at 14 years old. Always loved making a paycheck and just being out there and getting it done. So at my last place that I was working, we got a new CEO. And as you know, the first person to go is the head of marketing and packed up my stuff and smiled the whole way home, called my mom. I was like, mom, yay, I got fired. And she's like, no, you know, of course your mom's like, no, oh my gosh, the sky's falling. But one of the happiest days of my life. And what I really went on a journey to figure out at that point was, okay, why did I hate this? What was so bad? I mean, I had a great career in marketing before I hit my VP positions and I was out networking and I ran into this lady that had just gotten certified as a Clifton Strengths coach. And she was like, Hey, you want to do this? And I was like, sure. I love that kind of stuff. What the heck sounds fun. So the funny part was she opens up my report the next time we met and she goes, Oh, Hmm. Okay. And I was like, Hey, (laughs) hold on. This is supposed to be fun. Right. And she goes, yeah, she goes, you scare people, don't you? And I'm like, I do scare people. And I'm like, and I have no idea why. And she goes, well, let me tell you. And she went on to talk about my strengths. It's a real quick story, but she's like, number one, you're an arranger. So when somebody comes to you with an idea, a problem, whatever it is, you're like five, six, seven pages ahead on how to get this thing accomplished awesome strength. Wonderful. She said, but your second strength is you're an activator, which means you're ready to go. You don't need the instruction manual. You don't need people to, you know, explain a lot of things. You're okay with just going. So she said, now you're five, six, seven pages ahead and you're going, okay, everybody. And here's how we're going to get it done. Go. And she said, and they're going, whoa, I don't even really understand this yet. And she's wanting me to move forward. So just in that little piece a lot of light bulbs went off for me personally. So I was like, well, tell me more, tell me more. Where we ended up is that when I got promoted to my VP positions, I, Amy, had this great thought that I needed to be this great strategic mastermind. Guess what? I'm not. That's not where I play well, right? When I understood that, I kind of went, that's why I hated this VP position. I put myself into the zone of, my weaknesses and tried to play in that sandbox. And what got me to the party was the fact that I can get a lot of people moving forward quickly. I can get them to have fun together. I get them to agree. And, you know, that's where I play well. So at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, 
how do I take this further? How do I get other people involved? So that was a long story, I know, but it was one of those weird aha moments that was just incredible. I love that. I absolutely love Strength Finders because I used to actually create my business and choose what I wanted to do with the rest of my life too. So, so walking through that, what are you grateful for now? It makes me happy that I can help young people figure this out before I did. You know, I was that quintessential, I'm 45 years old and I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life person. And, you know, when I got thinking about this business and how I wanted to bring strengths to other people, I'm like, where would have it changed my life? And I kept going back and kept going back and kept going back. And I really ended up on my college campus thinking about the next course I was going to take. And I was like, that's who I've got to talk to. Those are the people that, man, they can take this and really change their life. So for me, I'm just grateful that I get to hang out with these kids and help them raise their hand and ask for the things that they need in a job, you know, and to give them that language to be able to say, no, you're going to get the best out of me if I get to do these things. So it's really helping them kind of take control of what they do and what they're asking for. So how does Strength Finders help with finding a career path? I love that you asked that question because I get it a lot, especially with the work that I do, because I say that I help kids figure out a career path and their college major or another path if they choose to do that. And so I get that question a lot. And I'm like, the true answer is it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't help you with choosing a career. What it does is it helps you to choose the activities within a career that are going to make you happy. So, you know, even going back to my story, when I tried to go, oh, let me think about what can be, and I'm going to, you know, put all this strategy behind it. I was miserable because those activities are actually at the very bottom of my themes. When you look at the Clifton Strengths Report, what comes to the top is influencing people and building relationships. It will really help you with what types of activities are going to just energize you and make you happy and make you love your work. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. What would you say to someone who has done a lot, but struggles with giving themselves credit and possibly deals with imposter syndrome? Yeah. Number one, stop it. You know, it's crazy. And I see so many women in particular doing this. Now I'm in a lot of networking groups too. So I do have the men kind of inch their hand up and go, yeah, I kind of feel that too. Sometimes what I've done and what I've found has really helped me when I'm having one of those moments where I'm like, why should anybody listen to me about finding a career? I hated my career. I got fired, you know, (laughs) who should listen to me? And I think having those people around you that they're like, hold on a second. Let's talk about what you've already accomplished. Number one, you've thought about this more than probably anybody that I, you know, out there, especially your clients, you've talked to and helped hundreds of people think about their strengths and how to use them. And it really kind of, I think, takes sometimes that for other people to help you really think through it and get you back on track, you know, and it takes a village. We all know that. And especially for entrepreneurs, when you're sitting by yourself in an office and you've got a bad day, you lose a client, you didn't get the one you thought you were going to get. So you know this, all those really ridiculous things go through your mind or you're laying in bed at night with your eyes wide open going, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, how am I going to make this at work tomorrow? And yeah, so I think it's surrounding yourself with people that can help you through that. So do you have an accountability partner or anybody that you work with on a regular basis? No, I don't. 
I think in the past I have, but right now I don't. And I got to tell you, I've lucked out because I found, I found somebody that is built very differently than I am, who is high and strategic and we meet every week. And one of the things that we focus on is weighing, uh, providing, I guess, that strength that I don't have. So my friend Ron, which we've talked about, he is very high in those strategic thinking themes. So what's awesome is we meet every week. And if I have a challenge or something that I'm like, I just can't figure this out. Can you do it? You know, he provides that for me. And on the flip side, I get him to move forward a lot faster than he would without having my input. So I think that's another way that I've found to, you know, really kind of get past that idea of, you know, I'm not good enough or whatever that is, you know, it just really has pushed me to grow and to grow faster because I don't have to do the things I'm not good at. I can rely on Ron for that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's one thing that I really loved about strengths finders. I've talked to you a little bit about this and all of the different tests that you can take through them, but it shows you who you need around you to succeed. And if you want to take things to the next level, the types of people that you want to look for, I geek out on salespeople because that's one of the people that always says that I should have like more of a salesperson, you know, and somebody that's like really caring for people on a deep level and how they feel and all this kind of stuff. Cause I am that visionary and I'm like plowing through. So, you know, like that more of that connector type person. And I love that though, because you don't have to then shift who you are. You just find the people that are strong where you're weak. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what an honor it is too, for the people when I, like for you being a visionary, anybody that's high and strategic, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to get to know them. Right. Because I'm amazed. I'm amazed by those strengths. And what an honor though it is for somebody to reach out to you and say, Ooh, I need your strategic or I need your futuristic or I need, you know, and you're like, yeah, let me do that because it energizes you. Right. When you're getting to play in that, in that role. And, you know, like one of the things I'm not good at either is executing. I can get it done, but it's not my happy place. In the past, I've felt bad when I'd be like, Ooh, could you do this thing? That's like, where you got to like do this, that, and the other. And they're like, yeah. And when I've understood that some people enjoy that, I was like, oh my gosh, how freeing is this, right? That I'm actually honoring them by asking them to do stuff I don't like to do. So it's really amazing when you can find those people and really understand it. Yeah. That they love it. (laughs) I know when you hate it, right? Yeah. You know, the topic of sales, whenever I talk to a salesperson, they're like, oh, everyone's a salesperson and all that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, not everyone's born a salesperson. <laughs> and Absolutely. There's just a certain charisma that, you know, people that are really good at sales have. And yeah. And so whenever you see somebody that has one of the opposite strengths, or if I see a connector, somebody that's out there, they got all the relationships with everybody and they know how everyone's doing and all this, I, that amazes me. I know. And you know how you can really, really spot when somebody's in their sweet spot, you see their eyes just light up. I mean, when you see somebody get in their zone, if you really watch for it, you can just see they lean in, their voice goes up, they, you know, and they get this just shine in their eyes. It's just really amazing to watch. Yeah. I'm like that at any time someone asks me, how do I do X, Y, and Z? I got, yeah. I will solve all the problems. Give me all every problem. Right. I love it. And I got to tell you, so when I'm working with 16 to 25 year olds and, you know, during all the work, their favorite is absolutely the Clifton strengths. 
but I see them actually do this on Zoom when I'm working with them. They grow two inches because you are talking about things that they're good at. And they're like, I am good at that. And they give me examples. And I'm like, yeah, it's so fun to watch them just kind of go, I do have something to share. You know, I am good at stuff. And especially at that age too, right? Where they're kind of like, yeah, social media, everybody's got a better life. Everybody's better than I am, all that good stuff. And they're like, yeah. okay, wow. I get to play in my own zone of genius. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's really important because you're right. There's a lot of really talented people on social media. There's like talented dancers and singers and, you know, people that look like they're living a five-star life, whether it's real or not, you know, perfect bodies, perfect relationships, perfect everything. And it's easy to look at people that might be in that space and go, well, wow, what do I have? So yeah. it, it is really important to recognize what it is that, that is your genius zone. Absolutely. And, you know, even as adults, we fall into that, right? So just think about these kids that grew up with it. Oh my gosh, everybody else is so perfect. You know, I see it on Facebook. I'm like, well, I won the mom of the year award again. That lady's done this and that and that, and I've done nothing, you know? So we all fall into that for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. How do we find a fulfilling career? I think that's going to be different for everybody, right? Because everybody's thought about what's going to be fulfilling is going to be very different. Some people it's money. Some people it's fame. Some people it's just, hey, I got all the stuff done today. You know, I don't think Clifton Strengths is the answer to everything, mm -hmm. but when I'm thinking about a fulfilling career, I really do think it's a big component of that. And I also think it's, you know, understanding who you are as a person. So for me, I look at my core values as well. And I don't know that everybody does enough of this work, quite honestly, Amy, and really kind of digging in and really thinking about what does make you happy. Like for me, I look at it and I go, I can't work for a company that isn't completely transparent with me, right? If they're telling me all the things, this is Kristen, this is why we're doing it. They're going to get the best out of me, right? That's fulfilling for me to go. I gave my best today. I think there are a lot of different examples I could give you on that. But, you know, I think that you really have to look what feeds your soul and do the hard work. I tell this to my young clients all the time. I'm like, it's easy to do the stuff that has a deadline. It's easy to do the stuff that you have to check the box and say, you got it done, or you get a grade for It's really hard to do this work, to look within yourself and go, what's really going to make me happy. So I think it's that you got to do the work. So what do you offer in your group courses and your one-on-one -on -one program? Yeah. So I specialize in working with 16 to 25 year olds and I help them figure out a career path. Okay. And it's really about opening their minds to, you can do something you love, you know, don't think that you've got to open that book of majors and be a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, a social media guru, a policeman in this day and age, you have so much opportunity to create your own job, you know, and the, the thing that you want to do. So don't limit yourself by, well, grandma thought I'd be a great lawyer. If I could have a dime for every great lawyer that was going to be in a family, it's really like trusting yourself that you have ideas already on what you'd like to be. So what I do with them is I have group courses called pick the right major. 
And wink, wink, we spend 95% of our time talking about picking a career and the major miraculously falls out of that. I've got one-on-one classes that I take kids through to help them figure this out. And Amy, I get people all the time that they're like, Kristen, I'm 45. Can you help me figure out what to do for my career? So it's not limited to that, to that age group, but that's the age group that I really love and where I've spent the bulk of my time helping them. I love that. It is so important to be able to figure out what you at least want to do now, you know? And I think there's so many times, even as adults, we don't question it until maybe what we're doing really doesn't, you know, we hit that rock bottom. Absolutely. And you know what? And you actually said a really important word and it's, what do I want to do right now? Because you know this, a career path moves and shakes. Look at how many jobs you've had in different roles you've had, right? There is always this movement that's happening. And I don't think enough people really follow it and listen to their gut and their inside voice. If I would say that the millennials have done something really right, I think it is that they're willing to follow that much more than their parents, their parents' parents ever did. As far as saying, this isn't serving me anymore. I'm going to jump. I'm going to go do that thing. Sometimes it might be a little quick. I got to say, when you hear that people are having a different job every 18 months, I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't even know where the paper clips are yet. But I do think that they're at least a little bit better at following their heart. Yeah. So what are some of your client success stories? Okay. I'm going to tell you my favorite one. So I had this lady, she was just graduated from college. Okay. She went to school to be an accountant. She got out, got a really awesome job at one of the top accounting firms in Phoenix and made a bunch of money, you know, right out of college. And her mom called me and she's like, yeah, you need to have a talk with her. Things aren't going well. I was like, all right. So I called up Taylor and I said, Taylor, tell me what's happening. And she goes, oh, Kristen, she goes, it's not good. She goes, I'm going to just jump to the chase. I've had this job for four months. I quit. I never felt like I fit in. And I'm a failure. I feel like a failure. I was like, Taylor, okay, you're not a failure. You figured out something you didn't want to do, which is huge. Okay. Tell me this. Why did you pick accounting as a major? You're obviously really comfortable with numbers. She's like, no, no, Kristen, I'm not. In fact, those four years were really hard for me. I had to struggle to get that degree. And I was like, really? I said, well, Taylor, why did you get into accounting in the first place then? She said, well, you know, Krista, my mom's in business. She does really well. She really likes it, right? My mom does it. And she said, you know, it's safe. I knew I could get a job. And I was like, okay, so now let's talk a little bit about what you like to do. And she goes, okay, well, she goes, I really like singing. I was like, really? I said, Taylor, are you a good singer? She goes, oh, no, no, Kristen, I'm not a good singer. And I was like, okay, Taylor, you've got a pattern here. So let's, <laughs> let's work through this. But we talked through that. And I was like, you know, you can have a career in singing without being the singer, right? So let's talk through it. But where we ended up is putting that into the hobby category for her, okay? And I said, Taylor, what else do you like to do? She goes, well, I love the human body. I love how it works. I love, you know, how the things you're putting into your body and how that works. And, but she looked at me and she goes, why are you asking me this? You know, I need a job. I need to make a living. And I was like, Taylor, if you could wake up every day and got to do a job where you were dealing with the human body, would it make you happy? She goes, 
can I do that? I was like, oh my gosh, girl, yes, yes, you can do something you love to do. It doesn't have to be work, right? And we did a lot of strengths work around this as well, but she now is getting her doctorate as a physical therapist, wakes up every day, loving working with her clients, just enjoys everything about it. And when you hear her mom talk about it, she's like, Kristen, her face lights up that whole idea of when she's doing this, she said it's night and day. She's a different person. And I can't believe the difference. Amy, all of this is just a little bit of talking, you know, it's really kind of pulling out from them what they can love and giving them that confidence and letting them know that they have a voice and that they're important. And, you know, it's just amazing. And I love, love, love hearing the end result. It just never comes fast enough for me. (laughs) I always want it now, but you know, it takes a little while for all that to transpire. That's an amazing story. I, you know, I always think back, well, I knew that success coaches and career coaches were out there, but I never like, you know, aside from who was at my school, you know, when I initially like took, I think a personality type and they kind of gave me a list of jobs and I was like, uh, they all sounded boring to me. And I wish that there was more And I wish I'd known. And that's why I'm passionate about promoting individuals like yourself, because it's, you could just save so much time and misery in life. Oh, and pain. (laughs) And I got to tell you, and in this role, a lot of money for parents, because I was like, guys, the statistics on number one, what we're spending to send the kids to college, but then the statistics on how many decide to go through a year and drop out the ones that never get their degree because they don't have that end goal in mind. And so they're sitting there in college going, I know this is costing my parents a lot of money and or themselves a lot of money. And you see them flailing and we've got such high anxiety rates these days and where kids just aren't confident that it's like, let's give them a fighting chance to really do this and be excited about what they're going to do for their future and enjoy their work. Yeah. And don't you ever think back to like when you were a kid, the opportunities that you had that were probably the right path, but you just, for whatever reason, didn't take it. Oh, I will tell you that story that I told you about where I kept going, when could have I changed my path? When was it? Where could I help people? I'm telling you, it was the day on a college campus. I was in, had an art degree, which I know most parents would go, oh gosh, not the art degree, right? Mm-hmm. I actually think it was one of the more, uh, the right decisions that I made at the time because I mm-hmm. enjoyed doing this type of activity. And I opened up that back then we had a book of the classes, right? And it was interior design. And I was like, what idiot takes that class? And I remember time standing still. And you know, in those movies where everybody's zipping by you and you're just standing still, Uh it was one of those moments for a minute. I closed the book, put it in my backpack, put it on and walked away. And I was like, if somebody would have been there that I could have talked to, to go, tell me more about this stupid class, right? Because I knew in my head, I was like, it looks interesting, but oh, who does that? I really feel like I probably would have been designing interior commercial spaces, you know, and doing something like that, using my creativity, I missed it. Yeah. So yeah, I think about it a lot. I have a similar story. I was accepted to corner school of the arts in acting and I really in high school and I really, really, really wanted to be an actress. I didn't have the money to pay the tuition and my parents wouldn't help me. And I didn't know like how I could get help. And I was discouraged. My mom was like, don't go into the arts. She was an artist. She's like, you're never going to make money, all that kind of stuff. 
fast forward in my 20s, I got involved with a bunch of people that were worked on Broadway. One gal that was trained by Alfred Hitchcock. She became my manager and started to teach me how to act. And then there was an opportunity for me to go to Hollywood and start making movies. And I turned it down and I moved to Italy. That was a mistake. So a couple of mistakes and now acting is a hobby, but every yeah. once in a while I do it. But I think that I probably would have been a full-time actress if had I had taken a different, completely different and listened to my knower back when I was a kid. I know. And, and that's just, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, they're like, Kristen, 17, really, you can decide what you want to do for a career path. And I'm like, guys, what's the right age? Is it 18? Is it 20? Is it 25? Is it 45? I'm like, we all have to start somewhere. And when you have those little voices in your head telling you, hey, this looks really cool. Why the heck not follow it? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Well, and I was born dyslexic. And like a lot of people that actors are born dyslexic, it's very easy for you to do acting and memorize things because you get so good at it. And it's easier for you to speak when you're memorizing lines. So anyway, and long story short, through that process, you become a master speaker. Yeah, it's interesting, the journey and the decisions that you make in life and where you end up. But the good news is it's never too late. No, it really isn't. Yeah. And that really is the fun part, right? I mean, you can change course. Yeah. You can make adjustments. They don't always have to be this you know, huge change. I'll go back to even when I learned about Clifton Strengths, had I still been in that VP role, I could have very easily, Amy, gone, oh, okay, I'm not good at that. Let me get a business coach. Let me go to my boss and say, you know what? Here's where I'm struggling. Help me out with this piece. And man, I will get you there. I would have had the words to be able to say it. And I could have very well loved my job again, had I known, had I just had that information. Yeah. Yeah. And I do TV hosting now. See, you keep going back. Yeah. And infomercials. Anyone wants me to sell anything, you know, (laughs) you need this necklace. You deserve it. I love it. It's fun. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? I'm going to flip that one back on you. What's your truth that got you to this? I think my truth is growth. That's my highest value that you could always grow and change. I think that if you were to look at my life, Every single thing that I do is all because of growth and in the name of growth. And so I take every opportunity that causes me to grow. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. And I think that that is what allowed me to succeed as an entrepreneur, build an agency. It allowed me to succeed in other things that I've done. I'll read about 200 or plus books a year because I have that strong need to grow and learn. And I think I do my podcasts and interview people for the same reason because my highest value is growth. Yeah, I would tell you mine, and that's kind of helped me solidify my answer for you. So thank you for that, is just start. So I told you earlier, I'm high activator, which means I'm always the one sitting there tapping my pen going, can we just start? Can we just start? Can we just start? And I don't have to have the directions or the roadmap. And I'll tell you, most of my best decisions and the coolest experiences that I've had is when I just went, ooh, that's cool, let's go. And I really try, I think, to do that for other people too. Like, I'll be the one that you'll say, yeah, we should probably throw a baby shower for so-and-so. I'm like, great, get out your uh, day timer. What day are we going to do that? Uh, Within 10 minutes, we've got this thing planned. And you're like, how in the heck did that happen? I've been putting that off for a month. And I'm like, that's just what I do. 
right? So that whole idea of just go, just quit overthinking it and let's just make it happen. And if we mess up along the way, well, all right, we had fun experience, you know? So let's just go. Yeah. I like that too. One more question. If you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Have an opinion. I think all through my life, you know, it was very easy to let other people make decisions. Like when I was out interviewing for my first job, I interviewed for anything out there that looked even worthwhile. And, you know, one guy took a chance on me and hired me as a marketing person. So I was like, oh, now I'm a marketing person. I didn't have the opinion. I didn't make the decision. Somebody made it for me. And I think so many of us do that. So I'd say that is a big one. Have an opinion, be inquisitive, ask, don't be afraid to ask. If they say no, it's like, all right, well, I tried that too is have an opinion. Don't be afraid to ask and really just realize that even those people that seem so important, you know, we were talking about the oh, they're big social media stars, you know, those people or the president of the company or the this or the that, where they seem like they're so like above it. Don't be afraid to go up and talk to those people and ask them questions. And usually they're so excited that you came up and asked, you know, that they will want to talk to you, but don't be afraid to go up and talk to those people that are important. Yeah. Definitely. That maybe reminded me of going to a Tony Robbins UPW and seeing an influencer that I loved. He was down where you pay a lot of money (laughs) where you don't pay a lot. Right. And I didn't know if I could get down there to where he was, but I had to go tell him how, you know, amazing he is and how much he encouraged. He does like motivational stuff and motivational content. I ran right down there, past the guards, smiled at him, just was confident. (laughs) like you knew what you're doing yeah yeah walked right through and yeah that was perfect and I remember being so afraid to do that because I didn't want to bother him for one right Um, you know and you start all these stories in your head and he's gonna think I'm stalking him or I have a crush or something like that but there was none of that I just really needed to let him know how much I appreciated him and yeah I'm so glad that I did that and it's true You've got to, even with my podcast here, I've interviewed people, even like yourself, that I, in the past, would have been terrified to ask to be on my podcast. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to get over yourself at some point. You got to go for it, man. Yeah. So if there are people that are listening and they want to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? You know, I have my phone number everywhere, but I'm going to give you an easier one to remember. And it's kristenclark.com, K R I S T I N. Clark.com, reach out. You can get a hold of me in any way. And here's another thing don't be afraid to call, right? Give me a call. And if you've got questions about college planning, about career planning for your kiddo, whatever those things are, just ask. It's kind of what I just told you, right? Don't be afraid to ask because I really love helping parents that are going through this big college planning swirl and they feel like they're behind and they're their worst mom ever because they don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, it's not that hard people. I've got the tools. Give me a call. I love that. So, and I'll put those links down below. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise. I have loved this podcast. Oh, good. I really enjoyed it too. Yes. And if you're listening, you want more information about a call to thrive, you can go to a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful week.